0: Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers and publishing professionals all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode, the third episode actually, of Dear Authors. My name is Janae Brown and I am the founder and the senior publisher of Open Book Publishing. And at Open Book Publishing, we take individuals' professional expertise and creative genius and turn it into a page-turning published book that inspires their readers. And so every Wednesday, we come together and we host a Lunch and Learn series is called Dear Authors. And during Dear Authors, we connect and interview with published authors, service professionals, and other publishing professionals to give the inside scoop, share all the ins and outs of what it's like to publish a book and the ins and outs of the published publishing industry. So today is a well-necessary and well-needed conversation about how do we balance it all, the balancing act. How do you be a high-achiever professional? and personally and then add author to your resume, add author to your already busy play professionally and personally. And then once you become an author, how do you manage it all? How do you still continue to do it all and not lose your mind, right? So today I have two lovely ladies that I'm super excited to connect you guys with who have a lot of insight on how to do this and how to do it right. So our very first guest is Miss Jennifer J. Dove. She has like a stage name already. I love it. <laughs> hey, Jennifer. Hey,
1: hey Jenna How are you?
0: I'm great, lady. How are you? I am
1: wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So I know who you are, but for the people who are living under a rock, share with the people who you are.
1: So you already shared my stage name, uh, Jennifer <laughs> J. Dove. I will say, I tell everybody, Dove. Is the gift that I got when I got married. So that is my Love husband's that. last name. So Love I that. am Jennifer J. Dove. I am known as the authority on authenticity. So I am a speaker. I am an authenticity coach, and I am author of the book "Ready for More: A Woman's Guide to Becoming Fearlessly Authentic." You can see the book cover on the wall behind me. So, I teach successful career women to find their voice, to stand firm in their values, and to execute their vision, so they can live a life of joy and
0: fulfillment. Because that's what we all want, right? That's what we all want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, Miss Jennifer J. Dub. <laughs> And our second guest that we have is Miss Lakia Brandenburg and formerly, no, no, let's do that over. Her name was Lakia Brandenburg, also known as the lovely Miss LB. Hey girl. Hey. up, ladies. Happy What
2: Would a Wife Do
0: Wednesday. (laughs) Yes, Yes. Did I butcher your last name? No, Brandenburg. It's okay. Brandenburg. Okay. Okay. I was like, I hope I said my sister's name right. I always (laughs) call you LB. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Ladies. How are you, ma'am? All is well in the ATL. How are thou? I'm good. I'm good. So for the other people who are living under a rock, (laughs) Miss LB. Tell them who just you are, ma'am.
2: So <laughs> I am Lakia Brandenburg, better known as LB. I am the wife coach. I change married women into irresistible wives. I am a firm believer that all married women aren't wives. Mm. Somebody want to catch that? I'm going to say it again. All married women aren't wives. And so my whole goal is to help women to understand their position in their relationship and how they can really enjoy their marriage and the one they're doing marriage with. I have been married to my boo, my bae, my baby daddy, Derek, for almost 13 years. And I haven't always been a wife. But when you start really tapping into the power, the God-given power to execute your, your position and your role, you start seeing some amazing things happen. Influence, love. just It's just another level of doing this thing called marriage. And we're having fun doing it.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. Love, love, love that. And Part of the reason, ladies, why I wanted the two of you for today's episode is because both of you guys work with, in my opinion, high-achieving women, professionally mm-hmm. and personally. And to add to that, you guys are also high-achieving women, professionally and personally, who have a published book. LB, you have two. Is that correct? You do. I do. Yeah. My very first
2: baby is picture perfect. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but together. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, picture yeah. perfect and the Tierra. Uh, five ways to reign as queen of your castle
0: okay so you guys like i said are published authors are high achievers professionally and personally and so you know what it's like to go through the publishing space Mm -hmm. become an author and trying to balance it all right Mm -hmm. so let's just cut to the chase how (laughs) did you do it
2: Well, wow. I mean, hey, you want Miss to start, Jennifer, Miss Doe? You can go ahead. Go ahead, LB, go ahead. The name, you know, the stage name. Well, let me just say this. Um, I did not grow up as a little girl thinking I was going to write a book. Um, that was never something I said I wanted to be or do. Um, I was a classroom educator. Like, I really thought that I was going to be teaching my students middle school language arts uh, for 30 years. I was going to eventually get into the leadership role and I was going to retire and live my life. Um, but something happened as I was teaching and I decided that, you know, I had a story to tell. Like, I really wanted to tell my story on how my husband and I got together and created this picture perfect marriage, just based on a whole lot of imperfections. And my friend actually gave me the idea to write the book. Um, I was teaching at the time, my, at the, I had my oldest daughter who was now 14. She was around, gosh, maybe two or three at the time. Uh So I, again, didn't have any idea of writing this book until I sat down and said, I'm going to do it. And so for me, my time was very limited. I was a new wife. You know, we're starting this family. I'm I'm an educator. Y'all know the demands of being an educator. And I had to make time. Like I really had to not find time. I had to make time to get it done. So for me, it was about prioritizing it and being very intentional about the time that I did have. Like I wasn't maximizing all of my time throughout the day until I realized, when do I have time to write? So I would get up early uh-huh. before my house got up. Uh-huh. Um, I would take my lunch breaks on my planning periods. I would close my light out, shut my door so my kids wouldn't be knocking. They love LB. They, you know, I was Mrs. Arrington too. That was my daddy name I got my husband name too my gift Brandenburg but (laughs) I would shut my door so that the kids wouldn't come in and just really look for opportunities when I went to the salon while I was sitting under the dryer instead of snoozing I would capitalize on that time so I made time to make it happen and Uh with before you knew it a couple of words turned into thousands of words and I had written my first draft
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And Miss J. Dove, J. J. Dove, can we call you J. J. Dove? I'm making yes, a You call, call
1: me J. J. Dove all the time. They you would be surprised that. I come people up would with call that. me J. Dove. Yes.
0: Like, <laughs> so, like, how did you do it? Um, because you work with high achieving women because you are a high achieving woman who had to learn how to balance your mindset while you wrote a book on it. You know,
1: let me tell you, my story um, is a little bit different from Elvie's, but it's interesting how my story is different, but we're, we're, you know, we're here together, right? So I was the person, I was the woman that was high achieving. I was the woman that was in the corporate world. I was the woman that was all about climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, I was married and I had children, but I was all about climbing that ladder, getting at the top been to the top been all the way to the top everybody is like oh my gosh this is so wonderful this is so great and I was absolutely miserable I tell people that I was an unhappy success I was successful but I was not happy I was living a life that was not real I was big on putting on fronts for people and what happened was I got sick And I said, you know what? I need to change my life. And so I did. And when I did that, I said, you know what? There are other people, other women that are probably experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing. And I just, if I can lessen the amount of time that women are miserable I'm sharing the lessons that I learned. I need to do that. And so I tried to write a book several times and it just did not come together. I was still working a nine to five, a mom, a wife, all of those things. So how am I going to to do this is, is what my thought was. So I just started doing some research. And what I found was there was someone who was offering their services for a fee to help you to Get your ideas down and write a book. And for me, because I was in that corporate world, I was in that corporate space. I know the power of investing in yourself. I know the power of getting help and getting outside services. So what I did was, and y'all know we all love, love, love Miss Jasmine Womack. Shout out to Jasmine Womack. Um, (laughs) I enrolled in her in her program and just did what she told me to do. And I was able to write the book. Now I had to make time. So you know, this is the thing. You know, the thing that we're talking about today, you have to make time for those things that you that you want to do. My husband always says you can make time for whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to sit down and watch Beyonce Homecoming on Netflix, how many hours is that? right? Mm-hmm, you you know. do that. You make time for the things that are important to you, so I had to make the time, but having a coach streamlined that process for
0: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good, and I love how you guys have very different answers, but still necessary answers, right? LB made the time. Like, she literally was not one of those people who's saying I'll find the time. She was intentional about making the time where, uh Jen, you were saying, like, I'm going to get support, and I'm going to get help, and I'm going to find a coach, which are both very good avenues to take when you are journaling to become an author. But let's now talk about once you become that author, right? Because now LB is a entrepreneur. She's not in the classroom anymore, and. J.J. Dove is still running things <laughs> corporately, right? And so now we got a coach and we found the time to um, become the author. But now that you are an author and you have this on your plate, I like to tell people all the time that rather you go through traditional or uh, um, traditional or self-publishing for your book, there's a mm-hmm. level of entrepreneurship that's tied to the book, period. Mm-hmm. This is your book, right? Yeah. So now that you you still have a full plate <laughs> and you've now put published author on top of that plate. What is life like now? And how do you guys manage that?
2: Oof. well, let, let me go back to where it all started. Uh, okay. Because where I am now, I think it's important to, to understand the journey. It is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we are so focused on the destination that we don't enjoy the journey and everything that we get from it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the day that my book arrived. My my proof copy came in the mail. And I have a background in writing. Um, I have a background in English. Uh, I have an English degree. So writing has always been my thing. Mm -hmm. But I never sought out a coach. I never thought to do those things. So I took a different route. We ended up at the same destination, but my journey was a little rough. And let me tell you why. Um, When I finally decided that I got my proof, and you know, I remember crying. And, and my husband was like, you know, you want to do this thing? I want to, you know, be a full-time author. I want to go on tour. I want to just, you know, have people going to bookstores and you know lining up. And my husband gave me some words of wisdom. He said, you know, it takes 15 years to become an overnight success story. Mm. And he told me that I was very offended. Um, I couldn't believe he said that. You don't believe in me? I created a vision board. The word said, write the word, you know, write the vision and make it plain. You know, I was doing all that, very upset at what he said. But now literally 10 years, 11 years later, I understand the journey that I had to go through. Um, for me, life as an author, I didn't realize that there was life after writing the book because the excitement, honestly, I had my book release party. I mean, you would have thought, I, like I literally had everybody there. It just felt like I had arrived. And I was buying my book and I was so excited. And then crickets, Mm,
0: like
2: like, immediately. It was like your album just hit. Y'all remember the episode on Fresh Prince when um, Ashley (laughs) thought she was going to be big with that one hit song?
1: Yes, (laughs) I remember. I I do.
2: That was me. Like I I was like, oh my God, I wrote a book. This is it. People are going to love it. They're going to buy it. But I had no strategy. I had no plan. I just knew that I wanted to do something with the book. And Mm -hmm. it was very difficult for me to sell because, again, I didn't have the coaching, I didn't have the strategy, I didn't have the wisdom. And I actually started my own publishing company. That's what got me out there to start really reaching others and helping them. But I was just helping others to write and publish their book. Again, no real marketing strategy there. So life for me now, I have since hired a coach, Jasmine
0: Womack. Okay, love
2: her. To do that, but I finally see the value in having someone who's done it to walk you through the process. So it's a lot easier. It's still work. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. But it's a
2: lot easier on this end of the journey than it was when I first began. So I just think it's always important to, to share that part. You know, you, you sell your book, but if you, or you write your book, but once you publish it, you got to have a strategy in place to really produce the outcome that you desire. And I didn't know that there was more than just going to a bookstore, writing a book. Yeah. Like I was really pretty, you know, naive in a way. Like I thought that's it. Let me go to different festivals, you know, sell my book, I'm gonna be all right. Nah, that's not yeah.
0: how it went out. <laughs> it, it, it's a little bit more sweat equity. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit. Uh yeah. what about you, JJ Dove? How have you balanced all the things now that you've become an author?
1: Um, I think one of the, the things that helped me is understanding that you go through all of this to write the book and you're so excited and, you know, your friends and family and the people that associate with you are so excited and they all buy the book. And a lot of times with authors, they look at that as the goal. That's Mm -hmm. the end game. But the truth of the matter is that's the beginning of the game. Correct. Because your friends and your family can only buy so many books. I mean, what are they going to do with 10 copies of the same book? I mean, so that it's really the beginning of the process and understanding that if you want traction with your book, if you want other opportunities that are associated with your book, you have to do work. There is work that has to be done. So just like you get up, if, if for those of you all that have a nine to five, like, like I do, if you get up and every morning and go to work and do the duties there, you have to look at your book the same way you have Mm -hmm. to, you have to put that time in that dedication and, and it is truly, truly a balancing act. Now this, this, um, is something that you know might be controversial and a lot of women may not agree with me, but as someone that has a full-time job, that has a business, that has a daughter that's a senior in high school, a son that just started middle school, a husband that is retired military and is running his own real estate business, I am telling you that it's a balancing act and you are not going to be able to be at 100 in everything at all times. You are not going to be able to be 100 at home with doing the laundry and cooking, 100 with your kids, 100 with your husband, 100 with your nine to five and 100 with your book. But you have to be okay with that and understand it's a balancing act. Nobody is perfect. Right. And we have to just take take things as they
2: come.
0: That's real. That's real. to what Jennifer,
2: uh, JJ Dub just said? said <laughs> um, honestly, y'all balance is bull. Like I just, I just call it what it is. Balance it is bull. And yes. so what you have to do is really look for harmony. And, yes. Because like Jennifer said, everything won't be at a hundred. If you look at your life like a pie chart, like this week, because I am a full-time entrepreneur. My husband's a full-time entrepreneur. My husband might get 20% of my time. My kids, they, they're demanding 60 in this season.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. week each,
2: each changes, but you have to know that's the, that's the reality of life yeah, and being yeah. able to embrace that. So even as a full-time entrepreneur, I haven't been in a classroom in 10 years and I've had to learn how to build a business off of my book. Yeah. I learn. And there was no, there's no authors in my family. There's nobody mm-hmm. to teach me how to do this. And so that's why it's so important not to go down a road that you've never been on by yourself without soliciting the help or, or Mm -hmm. creating a, a space where that help can come in and guide you along the way, because that's what pretty much got to me. I was just being an author.
0: Yeah. LB, can you go back to, you said um, balance is bull. It's about harmony. Yes. What is the difference between Absolutely. balance and harmony?
2: Yeah, well, see, balance is equality. We're looking forward to balance. Think of balancing the scales, right? Mm-hmm. And harmony for me is prioritizing those things that mean so much to me. So when it comes to prioritizing, for example, my business, um, yes, of course, I want to make sure my business is successful, but family for me is number one. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's been number one, like literally number one. So I am going to make sure somehow, some way myself is going to be put first. So that's why I do my morning runs. If y'all in my stories, you know, I go running or I work out with my husband. That's our way of of creating dates. See, that's making time. That's date day for us sometimes because we're so busy throughout the week that we can't find time. We got to make it. Mm -hmm. And so that was me going back to writing my book. When I was making time to, you know, really get my my book done, I have to make time to prioritize what's important to me. So harmony is more, it feels good. Like I understand again, that it's not going to be a hundred, a hundred, but it's finding that harmony and, and creating more harmony in your life to where things feel balanced.
0: Yeah. Okay. 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 So... Here's something that you guys have touched on. We talked about the coach, but all we've talked about is the coach. But I know that your team, your community is, extends beyond just your coach, right? So can we talk about what does community look like when you become an author and why and why and if it is important? Mm-hmm.
2: Jennifer, go You start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, Well, this is, this is the thing. Um, None of us can operate or survive in a silo. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might, you might be the type of person that tries to do it all or take it all and, and handle it all, but it's not possible. Yeah. We, we all need support. And when I say support, I don't necessarily mean financial support. I just mean a listening ear or somebody that when you are feeling like, you know what? This is not even gonna work. Just someone in your corner that says you should keep going. Mm-hmm. You should. You should do this. So that that type of community. That that type of people around you that support you. Because I, I will tell you something. You know, people think you know writing a book is great, and it is. But whenever you do something outside of what your norm is, everybody in your circle is not gonna be
0: cool with it. I'm so glad you said it. Oh, I'm so glad you said it.
1: Everybody's not going, why are you writing a book? Well, you know, I think I could probably write a book too. Well, you know, my thought is, well, you should, right? I mean, it's enough to go around for everybody. You should write a book. But but that community, and also let's talk about the community of of readers. You know, once you get the book Um, done and you get the book published and you get the book out there you have to nurture those people who trusted you enough to spend money on a product that you produce and then they read it and they're they're willing to provide you feedback you have to nurture those people you have to understand that these people are also supporting you and and the thing about that is a lot of these people are supporting you and they don't even know you yeah. Right. So so you have to embrace all of these people, your, your friends and family, your your author community that's supporting you, but also the people who read your readers who read your book and are and want more and, and want to know what the next steps are and want to know how they can stay connected to you. All of that is important because when the next book comes, those are gonna be the first people that come to get your book.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. What about you, LB? What? Good. How is community for you? I mean, is it important?
2: Of course. And I, I'll come from the angle of the community that I've created with my wives. So I've been working as the wife coach and having um, different cohorts to where my ladies are coming together. They want to stay married. Mm -hmm. Okay. They wanna get married, they wanna stay married. And at this point, we wanna enjoy being married. You know, we we just don't want to do this thing called maybe thirty years in and y'all roommates. No, we ain't doing that. So what we're building is a community of women who support the Institution of marriage and Mm -hmm. understand their role as wives and being able to share, not just vent and complain, but look at, you know what, how can I be better? They're looking for ways for them to grow and develop. And I love that community. Um, because it's one, it's creating friendships, it's creating accountability, all these different things from them being brought together. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I wrote a book. So it all Mm -hmm. stems from this. You know, yeah. me taking the content that I've written, creating a program that's going to help women to have their own picture-perfect marriages, for them to have, you know, their own, be their own irresistible wives. So I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that community is important, and it's the right community, though. So you got to mm-hmm. look at how Jennifer, you and I, uh, and Janae, how we are connected. It's from the leader. Like, if our leader wasn't on point, then I probably wouldn't want to be connected to y'all. I'm like, well, who them people who them yeah. are right. right. Who, who's leading this thing and how I've been able to spread my wings and grow from the people I'm connected with now and mm-hmm. we're connected with each other. So it's a beautiful thing. And I think like, like Jennifer was saying, you should not do this thing alone. There's no need to.
0: There's it's no need to. People anyway. Yeah, it's much more fun with people for sure. And so can we go a little bit deeper because a lot of the viewers for this episode are high achievers, men or women, Mm -hmm. professionally or personally. So when we talk about community, did you guys have to communicate to staff or to your coworkers about what you were doing to give you grace? Did you have to talk to your siblings? Did you have to talk to your spouse? Did you have to talk to your children? How did you have to foster your existing community to be able to do this seamlessly or as seamless as pa- seamless ish? <laughs>
1: um, so I will say this, number one, you know, um, LB is the wife coach. So let me just say this. I've been married for 22 years and, um, you know, my husband and I have the agreement that we don't do anything as major as writing a book without sharing that uh, with each other. Mm -hmm. And understanding and communicating and understanding what that's going to mean for the household. You know, we have kids. So if I'm spending time writing, what does that mean for the responsibilities and the duties? So I I definitely shared it with my husband. I shared it with my close friends. I shared it with um, uh, my parents, of course, you know, my siblings and all of that, because I am fortunate that I have a very, very supportive family. And mm-hmm. I recognize that everybody doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to be really, you have to be really mindful of that. Now I will share because I w- I'm would, i in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I was very limited about what I shared when I was writing the book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I was writing the book during a time where from my job, like a lot of people, we were working from home because- of everything with covid. So I mm-hmm. had to be really mindful of what people would think. Oh, so you're working from home. Are you really working or you you wrote a book. You wrote a book while we were working from home. So I had to be I had to think about that and be really mindful. And so everybody needs to be mindful of their situation. Now, I did not lie to anyone. Okay. And my my direct um the person that supervises me, you know, we're both high up in the company. I definitely shared with her. I shared with her because she was supportive. I knew that she would be mm-hmm. supportive. Um, I did not share um, with anyone else in my job until the book was done.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: when the book was done, I, I shared it and it kind of went crazy. The book kind of went crazy in my workplace because the people... The women that I wrote the book for are women that are working. They're coworkers. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they could, they could, they could relate to it. But I, I just say, I will say to any author, you have to be aware. I, and I talk about this a lot with my clients. You you got to be aware of who's around you. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of what people think and how people are going to react. You have you have to be aware that everybody is not going to cheer on your success. And mm-hmm. if you already know that, then it's it's no need in sharing with them because what we don't need is more people telling us what we can't do. What we don't need is more people putting us down. What we can't need is more people projecting their own disappointments in themselves on mm-hmm. us because yeah. we're doing something that maybe they wanted to do and they did not find the time or the energy um, to do it and I encourage people to do what you want to do That that's one of the things that I talk about in my coaching program we, yeah. we have to get to a point where we are fulfilling our, our own needs by doing the things that we want to do but you just have to be really mindful you have to know who you're dealing with uh, you just can't openly share everything while you're doing it because it can become a hindrance to you to keep you from getting it done
0: yeah yeah that's good JJ Dove <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm going to eat this up. Oh, LB, what you got, sis? What are your thoughts no, around that? You're often told to move in silence,
2: right? Um, and so I believe that that's half true. Okay. Move in silence, but you need the accountability, and you need someone who's in your corner that's supportive. So when it came to my community, of course, I, I'm married. My husband is my number one fan. Yes, I'm letting him know, because now my day-to-day is going to look different. And I may be a little stressed out. I may need some words of encouragement and I may feel like I can't do it. And I may be questioning this whole thing. So Mm -hmm. I need somebody in my corner. So my husband knew, my mom, my sister. um, So my family that I know who got my back. Um, And I'm going to school now with my big old notebook. This is y'all, I was carrying my book in a three ring binder, like them real thick three inch joints. You were not (laughs) LB. 20, 2011, 2010. So eleven, twenty ten. <laughs> we'll print it out because I'm like I have to write stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, typing it is cool, but I gotta sometimes write. Um, just it's just something with me and paper and pen. But I will take that to school every day, and people wondering what is that? And my like, business. My book, look, my book. I'm writing a book. You know, they're like, oh, you know, like everybody said they're writing a book. Ten years later, most people are still writing their books. You so <laughs> was That's surprised that. when I came up and was like, here the invitation to the book release party. Like, what? This, this really wrote a book I sure did and so my husband I promise y'all my book was my opportunity to walk away from teaching and so I felt like I had to prove something to him too to keep my word yes. yes I'm telling you I'm going to do this I'm asking you for your support I'm telling you I want to leave my comfortable secure job to come out here in la la land and say it going to work out and I need your support so my husband knew from the get go when I was writing it the road ahead I didn't know but he mm. could see what I was going to have to go through. So I needed that support. I needed him in my ear telling me it's going to take 15 years to be an overnight success story. I needed that because now 10 years later, okay, baby, you right. I'm wrong. You're right. You know,
1: if I just want to add one thing that I, mm-hmm. for those of, for those authors that have children, uh, you would be surprised at how your children support you when they know what you're doing. Mm. Um, you know, when I told my kids, that I was going to write a book. They never doubted that at all. They said, oh, my mom says she's going to write a book, so I know she's going to write one. And they Mm -hmm. were, when I would get discouraged and say, I'm just not going to get this done, my kids would say, yes, you are. You're going to get it done. You're going to write the book. I mean, so... So sometimes, you know, it's, it comes from the places that we least expect it. You know, my mm-hmm. husband, I knew because of the type of person that he is, I knew that he was going to support me. He mm-hmm. is the realist in the relationship, okay? I'm mm-hmm. the crazy one. He's the realist. I knew he was going to support me, but I was surprised at how my children just mm-hmm. encouraged me and they never had an ounce of
0: doubt I that, that I would do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, so tell me, what is the mindset of an author who has a lot on their plate? What is the mindset that is necessary to get the job done?
2: The mindset of an author that has a lot on his or her
0: plate. And yeah, what is the necessary mindset? What type of mindset does one need to embrace? who already is a high achiever professionally and personally. And now we're going to add some more achievements onto the plate. What mindset do we need to have? And everybody's going to call it a growth mindset. Yes. Yeah. But what does that look like yeah. for a high achiever professionally and personally who want to add a book to their resume and then have the book sell? What mindset do you need? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just call it, take a thing that's a good one. Okay. I, I, if, if I may, I think
1: one of the things is that I had to understand as a high achieving person, mm-hmm. as someone who, you know, had a lot of, had a lot of responsibility at work and can make things happen and get things done. Um, I think the number one thing that I have learned in this process and a mindset you have to have is that, um, perfection does not exist there is no such thing as being perfect. And so I I talk about this in my book. One of the things that I would do, I would be, I would have what's called, what I call perfection paralysis. So if it couldn't be perfect, I would do nothing. If Mm. I couldn't figure out how to make it perfect, then I would just sit there and say, "Well, I can't make it perfect, so you know what? Until I can figure that out, I'm not going to do anything." But mm-hmm. one thing that the, that I learned that you have to have in your mindset when you're an author, when you are a professional, when you are doing whatever it is, all the other things, when you're doing all the things, you have to remember that clarity comes with action. LB, what is the thing that you say all the time? I don't what, he, what is the? Thing?
2: Confusion costs.
1: Right, clarity saves. Confusion costs. Put LB down for give LB credit for that. You need to trademark that LB. Yes, she does. <laughs> I
0: remember the first time, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Jennifer. But I remember mm-hmm. the first time I heard LB say that. You know, at the church, how you want the, the people to pull could be the pastor preach well, doc. That's Man. what my brain was like.
2: What did she just say? Well, that's the mindset for me. That that's it. That's my answer. Thank you, JJ Dub.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, I'm here for the people in the back what yes. is the mindset lb
2: oh here it is clarity saves confusion costs a mm. lot of times when we're writing our books this you can apply this to any area in your life Since we're talking about authors let's talk about it okay. i had to get clear on what type of author i wanted to be what type of messaging i really wanted to put out there the type of clients i wanted to work with the type of audiences i wanted to speak in front of and let me tell you something it came from me being confused Mm. and that confusion cost me a lot yeah. it cost me money it cost me time it cost me frustration yeah. it cost yeah. me stress do you see what i'm saying so when you start getting clear that coach that community brings the clarity right. and you have to be comfortable with understanding that you're good that's that harmony It's gonna be a little bit of confusion here and there's gonna be some clarity yeah. but once you get that clarity it's gonna save you so much heartache it's gonna save you so much money it's gonna save you so much peace
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So I really, thank you for bringing that up, JJ. I appreciate yeah. you, baby. <laughs> I mean, another one for the mindset is be comfortable with being uncomfortable.
0: Yes. yes. You're yes. stepping
2: into new territory. Yes, yes, I have a writing background. Yes, I taught language arts. Okay, you know the subject. I gotta agree with the verb. Yeah, I taught all that. But writing a book, totally different game. It's a totally different ball, ballpark. Like mm-hmm. I had to really shift my mindset in writing a, not just writing a book, but a message that was going to impact others.
0: Big difference. Big difference. Big, big, big difference. And so we are talking to high achievers, okay? Who, correct me if I'm wrong, who think they know it all. Can <laughs> we that call them say it all. To- Damn, you you know know Who this. think they know it all. And so how do we tell... How do we uh, teach? How, what type of tips do we give a high achiever who is accustomed to success? Okay, mm. like the reason why high achievers know it all is because people always tell them, you right? I say it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. People be like you right. I'd be like, I'm always right. When am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> because people always say you right. Clearly, I must not be wrong. You know, what do we tell people? High achievers are arrogant. You know, yeah. high achievers yeah. are accustomed to success because mm-hmm. they have been a high achiever. So how then do they literally change their mindset to not be a perfectionist and still could pat themselves on the back? Or how do they shift their mindset to be willing to be teached and coached and confused until you can get mm-hmm. to that? How does a high achiever do that? Jen? Yeah. Oh, Okay, so mm-hmm. you know, if
1: I'm just keeping it real, I was, I am I am a high achiever. Um, I am I am reformed,
0: okay. however. Okay, maybe I need to work on that. So okay. Go ahead. So <laughs> you know,
1: I was the type of person that I knew what I was talking about. And if somebody else said contrary to that, I would just be like, you know what, whatever. I know, you know, I know what what I'm talking about. But but the thing about this is this. When you're high achieving and you have success on the back end to prove it, that's one thing, Mm -hmm. right? But if you are writing a book and you're so successful and you know everything, where's the book? Where's the book? I mean, mean, because a lot of times times with high achieving people, you have to come to them like that. You can't come Mm -hmm. to them, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, you really should think about changing your mindset, You have to look at it. Okay, so you're a high achiever. You know how to produce. You know how to get things done. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I know you know that. But in this field, if Mm. you are high achieving, if you are so great, where is the book? Why is it not done? You know what it takes to get everything done. And so a lot of times, I know for me, I had to have a moment where I was humble. Because when you are, like you were saying, being being high achieving you tend to be arrogant yeah right and so for me i'm telling you life humbled me i and i talk about this in my book i ended up in icu you don't get much more humbled than that yeah and so you have to really look at what it is that you want if you really want to be an author if you really want to have a message that's going to impact other people then you're going to have to humble yourself to do the work necessary to make it happen. If you want to call yourself author, not only call yourself author, because a lot of people can call themselves authors, but don't have books that impact the masses, right? Or don't have books that impact a, a a target audience. If that's what you want to do, then you're going to have to figure out what it is that you need to do Throw all the other things that you have used to climb the corporate ladder out of the window and actually do the work. If that means starting from scratch, if that means figuring it out from step one, then you're going to have to humble yourself to do it. And then after you write the book, you can go on back to to being arrogant and say, yeah, I did it. I wrote the book. (laughs) Here it is. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, that's good. I, um, I'm i going to take it from the approach what I tell my wives. If you're always Mrs. Right, you're wrong. Mm. If you're always Mr. Right, you're wrong. So it comes from the point of, I've never done this before. I know I can figure things out. I know I'm smart. But I need some help. And I don't know why we look at asking for help as a sign of weakness. It's Baby, nice. that's your strength. In yeah. this community we have, we ask for help so that we can get better. So I think when you get to a point where you feel like you've arrived, where you can't learn anything else, baby, you're gonna be humbled, right? You're gonna be knocked down and realize like, oh, okay, so uh, there are some things I can still learn on this here called This Place on Earth. So I would say come from the approach of, if I'm always right or if I feel like I figured it out, then I'm wrong. So let me look for different perspectives on how I can achieve what it is I want to, and then, I can say um I was right, I did it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think it's the humble approach, like you said, JJ. Um, but really realizing that you're not always right. Like you're yeah. not
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so here's my last questions, ladies. I don't think it's as heavy as the other questions, but so high achievers are accomplished, they're successful. Some of them have degrees. Some of them are singer leveled entrepreneurs, all those great, amazing things, right? Why should they write a book?
2: Ooh. I'm actually,
0: okay,
2: one of my favorites okay. uh, of realizing, I'm going to say this at Six Figure Storyteller Live as well, because your book will get you booked. Like your book, the, the success that I have, The connections I have, the opportunities I'm granted is because I simply wrote a book. And my book has gotten me speaking opportunities, has gotten me through the doors that I want to enter. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I didn't have this, my business card to say, hey, and it's, it's establishing me as a professional. It's establishing me as a thought leader, right? This is what it took for me to get on that stage. So I say, your book will get you booked.
1: No, for for me, I say, I say two things. One, it makes you the subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I can talk to you about authenticity. I mean, that's a word that people use all the time. That's a, that's a buzzword. What does that even mean? Right. What, what does that, what does that, that mean? But it makes you a subject matter expert because if I, I can literally say, well, I wrote the book on that. Yeah. It makes you a subject matter expert, but also For me, like I said in the beginning of our conversation, for my book, it allows me to give women the opportunity to lessen the amount of time that they have to suffer because they do not know what to do. They do. They know that they are successful, but they know they are miserable and they don't know. They think that they're only ones that feel that way. They don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to even articulate. I, you know, I was a vice president at a company. And when I told people I need to get out of there, everybody was like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? You're a VP. Nobody could understand that. And so it makes women feel isolated. Mm-hmm. So my book allowed them to see... It's not just you that's feeling that way and it's okay. So if you're the subject matter expert and you can have impact on people, if I can shorten people's time of misery, misery in their lives so they can get to joy and fulfillment, then why shouldn't I do that?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Did I hit a school bell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you like say- the school bell because they about to kick us off. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies this was so great thank you for joining episode three of dear authors but before we go ladies can you tell high achievers how to stay connected to you lovely ladies
2: jj dub kick it off baby
1: so, listen, y'all making me feel like I need to change all my stuff to J.J. Dove. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know what? I really might consider that. Let me get on GoDaddy after this conversation and see. Okay, my website is On social media, everywhere, Jennifer J. Dove. Please connect with me. I will gladly talk with you, share your experiences with me. Thank you so much, Janae, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And Miss LB, what can they find you, lady?
2: Yes, my playground is Instagram. So you can find me at The Wife Coach. And for my ladies who are married and want to take their marriage to the next level, I want to invite you to join me next week, October 5th, for my The Making of an Irresistible Wife free training that I'm offering for you. Just DM me the word irresistible. I'll send you the link so that you can register.
0: Awesome, awesome, ladies. Thank you again for joining us for episode three of Dear Authors. And you guys know that I am Janae Brown. You can find me and Open Book Publishing at the bottom of the screen. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We are all there at Open Book Publishing. And also visit our website at www.obpublishing.com. And as always, we always close out Dear Authors with a word of encouragement. So my encouragement for today, Authors, is Dear Authors, give yourself the grace to be a beginner. I know that you're a high achiever. I know that you are a shot caller. I know that you have all of these accolades, but in this space, you are new to the game. So before you become true to the game, give yourself grace to be a beginner. All right, good people. Thank you for another wonderful episode of Dear Authors. We'll be here same time, same place next week. And until then, have a wonderful Wednesday. The Dear Authors podcast is powered by O open book publishing stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors have you been thinking about writing a book has anyone ever told you that you should do you want to write a book but you don't know the first thing about writing or publishing well publish like the pros is the book for you publish like the pros the playbook for high performers to write their first book like a season pro covers book writing a three-step publishing formula and organic marketing to grab your copy of Publish Like the Prose, visit thepublishingprose.co. Again, that is thepublishingprose.co. Happy reading.